0: I'm Pete Primo. This is the podcast for furniture and mattress store owners who want to make more money without the BS. Welcome to the No BS Sales, Marketing, and More podcast for furniture and mattress stores. If you own a furniture or mattress store, or you work in one, this is a podcast for you. P Primo here with my co-pilot and sometimes pilot, When I'm not around, (laughs) Doug Stewart. Hey, it's episode thirteen already. Doug, where did time go by, my friend?
1: I don't know, man. It's absolutely flying.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It sure is. There's no doubt it's flying. Hey, I wanted to follow up on um, with this episode. You know, we had uh, Tim Mushy on on. our 12th episode and and now it's episode 13. I just wanted you to break down a few things that Tim was starting to talk about and we really didn't have time to go any further with it. So n- number one, one of the things that Tim was talking about was the idea that you know, if you are marketing uh, your business, your store is marketing on Facebook or any other social platform for that matter, the importance of building a list that you can market to off of that platform. Can you just kind of dive into that a little bit, Doug, and and tell us why it's important in your mind?
1: Sure. Um, Well, you know, I think a lot of people would say, you know, as long as I have the following that I want on social media, um, maybe I don't need a list. I think the dangerous thing and the thing that can be a, a detriment there is is that that isn't something that you actually own. You're sort of playing in someone else's sandbox or you're playing on somebody else's basketball court. If they decide to take their ball and go home, um, you're just sort of left <laughs> and have nowhere to go. Um, you know, and, and sometimes, sometimes it doesn't matter, right? When it was just Facebook and Twitter came along, Facebook still grew. Right, and there was just different people in different areas, and it, and it almost made it easier from for, for a marketing standpoint, as as far as I'm concerned. But then you have other things like um, like MySpace that completely got dismantled and destroyed. So if your um, if your customer base was there, then uh, it's sort of bad news for you. And so you know, I think, and we've talked about this before, Pete, that that. Some people use different ways to, um, to define their list. Some people say, you know, I've got to put some bait out there. It's almost like, um, it's like people that, that say that they try to pitch things, that, that they've got to pitch. And it drives me crazy because… It drives me
0: crazy too.
1: I, I hate the word pitch. Um, and I think it, it comes across as being um, deceptive in some way. And it does. not bringing not bringing the value that um, maybe you should be bringing as a salesperson with integrity. And I think beta is the same thing. I, you know, I think the value for you is is you get to own your customer relationship. And I would say that the best way to do that is to provide value first. You know, it's really about what can you what can you provide your customer that will be valuable for them so that they will trust you or begin to trust you before they ever walk in the door. Because the truth is, is they're shopping online first, and you know I've as as, as I travel and, and do training and, and um, um, consulting for, for Mega from a training from a from a training and education standpoint. Actually, I've I visited some people um, not long ago, and the conversation was that they had a very old um, demographic. They served a, they a much older community, and so they really didn't feel like having a list or even having a social presence was important. Um, well, the more we talked about it, the more we realized that, that this group is coming in with their grandkids or their kids, and so they may not even have a computer or a smartphone at all. But their kids and grandkids do, and those are the people that are ultimately helping them do the shopping so th- even they're shopping online <laughs> even even the oldest of the of the shopping demographic and I don't think it really I think we're far enough into this um social and digital age that that age isn't um, a determining factor whether people are going to shop online or not um, anymore so uh, I have no idea if I answered your question. I know I got on a soapbox about pitches and bait and ran with it, so
0: no listen me. <laughs> You know, it's 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 interesting, Doug, because you know I'm a I'm on the tail end of the baby boomers, and, and you're a millennial, and you know me and you feel the same on so many things, and this is one of our pet peeves in our life. Mm-hmm. You know, we both feel blessed to be salespeople. Yeah. We're very thankful for our customers. We, you know, we probably drive ourselves crazy trying to give extra value to our customers, probably more than. Uh, most salespeople, right. um, and me and you, being honest salespeople and being committed to our profession, you know, we have had to spend a lot of time overcoming the negative images of so many other salespeople that that went before us, and they weren't all negative. Some of them were very positive. Um, some of our, you know, mentors that that we were lucky enough that we had, so that we really ultimately ended up on the same path. So. So, you know, one of the things that Tim was mentioning was uh, taking them offline. And one of the examples he uses is the same example you used. And that's MySpace. You know, MySpace crashed and burned. And if you weren't building a list from MySpace, then um, you had nothing at the end. And with Facebook, you can build a list and market to that list as you wish to market to that list. Right. And whether you call it a lead gen magnet or you call it bait, I prefer not calling it bait because it just
1: seems so sleazy to me. As I think, as it, it, as I it, think it says something. I think it says something about the character of the company that that calls um, that sort of stuff bait. I yes. think the the difference between having, I mean, if you if it's bait, then you're trying to catch something, cook it, and eat it.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's not what we're trying to do with our customers. No. You know, we want to provide value. And we want them to be successful. And that's, I mean, that's why we're here. That's why we do this podcast. Right. We want to help our dealers to be more successful. So, um, yes, you did answer the question. So give me some examples, Doug, of lead gen magnets uh, that you would use that you think would provide value um, I'm going to lead you a little bit with this question. I'm almost thinking gardeners, but you go with yeah. whatever you want
1: to. Yeah, I mean, look, Pete, I think the first thing that that, uh, that the owner of any sort of retail company has to ask themselves is actually when we had had Jeff Janakovo on. Speaking of gardeners, yeah. when we had him on, we talked about having um, profiles or, or, or he called them avatars. And so, who is like that customer? If you had one customer, an average of all of them, who would that be? And really having an understanding of what is valuable to those people. Because here's here's the thing: retail is a game of trust. That's where it starts. That's where it ends. So the question is, is how can I help my customers to trust me more and how can I give them more value for free (laughs) (laughs) with no cost to me as a retailer? And so one way to do that is to give deep, deep discounts and everybody will buy from from you, but you're going to go out of business in 24 months, right? You don't make any money. You give everything away. That's great. Your customers will love you. They'll trust you. Um, but you're not going to survive, and so there has to be another option. I think some other things you can do are things like Gardeners does with their um, with their ebook. You know, you sign you sign up for their, um, you give them your email address, you get their free ebook, and it's a great resource to help customers sort of curate information that they're they're going to get anyways. Um, I think another thing that I've seen out in the market that's, that's really interesting is anytime a, a customer buys a mattress from you, you have an opportunity to, to get their email address and say, we will send you an email when it's, every time it's time to turn this mattress, Wow! which I think is really interesting because it's, it's un- valuable, yeah. it's interesting, and then it gives you an opportunity to, to market to that particular customer. Um, For whatever reason after that, when it's time to replace their mattress protector, when it's time to replace their mattress, to to let them know um, when a particular um, promotion or sale is going on that that may be valuable to them. Um, And I think customers appreciate that sort of stuff. But if it's just driven toward buy something from me, I think you may get their email address, but they're going to unsubscribe.
0: So if we own a mattress company, we know from working with our customers, the reason they're in your store is because either they're not waking up happy or they're not waking up Mm pain-free. So if you created a short ebook and you uh, told them how they can shop for a mattress so that they could wake up happy and pain-free, that's exactly what Gardeners does. And by the way, they yeah. do something that's very brilliant. Instead of leaving it at an ebook, what they do is another box pops up and says, Thank you. Your ebook has been delivered. To your email address and by the way if you would like a a hard copy of this we'll mail it to you what's your address and your phone number so they can continue to gain information and so that they can market to the customer in a more effective and well-rounded way with a variety of media instead of just being
1: limited to email
0: right right right
1: and i think you know the thought of writing an ebook is Probably pretty overwhelming. Um, it is for me, and I I love to write, <laughs> and it's and it's overwhelming for me to think, gosh, what if I had to put out had to put out something um, with a with a short term deadline? It's terrifying, right? But it can be as easy as just, I mean, here are two two quick ideas, Pete. The okay. first one I would do is top ten questions our customers ask. Oh, I right? love that. So, so take sixty days and have your salespeople at the end of every day say, what is a question that one of your customers has asked today? And over 60 days, you're going to get a ton of questions. Figure out where the common themes are, answer 10 questions, turn it into a PDF, and, and use it as, um, as a value to add I love for your that. customers and also a way to gain better trust. The other thing would just be to, to produce a mattress-buying checklist. What do you think your customers need to know and need to consider, no matter who they are, and do it in the form of a checklist, just like a just like a grocery list with a brief definition of what each thing is and why that may be important to that particular customer and you can even do it from a demographic standpoint, right You can do a checklist for college students, a checklist for um, married couples, a checklist for bachelors, a checklist for single moms I mean checklist for retirees, whatever you want to do, and you can right. make it really specific to your avatars. <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, and, and really the point isn't, you know, how do we get more information or how do we um, find out more things about our customers, even though that's really important. The question is how do we serve our customers better in a way that doesn't cost us or erode our ma- margin or our profitability?
0: Right, right. You know, those are – that's great because you know what? If you're asking your customers what are the, what, are, what questions, you know, did you have in your mind – before you came in and you do that for 60 days you're gonna you're gonna have those answers and I'll tell you what what happens with a really good lead gen piece is the customer it might be something a customer already knows even but the customer goes, oh my lord I was thinking that very same thing this guy read my mind and what right. happens at that point you know you kept saying a word. It's a five-letter word, or is it a six-letter word? Five-letter word. And it's the most important letter in business and in sales, and it's trust. Yeah. And so when you send them a lead gen piece that's custom fit for them, I mean, those top 10 questions, they probably are the same all across the country, but they might there might be some differences. So you sure. ask in your store, whether it's a furniture or a mattress store, or any other retailer for that matter... Um, you're gonna have a customized lead gen piece that number one, uh, establishes you as somebody who knows what's on their mind. And so that's the first step to create and trust. And the other thing is it creates authority too. Mm-hmm. So if people trust you, and they see you as an authority on the subject. And the right. other thing, Doug, that's closely linked, but it's a little bit different, But I think it's the thing that most of us as human beings really need to know. We need to know, if I know that you care, I will do business with you. Yeah. I need to know you care. And when you take the time to do something like this, you're showing that you care. Right. You really are. And caring and trust and authority, all of those things go very far in helping you to secure more customers and more business. And the other thing that, you know, I was just thinking when you said that, and Gardeners does this in a few different forms, and uh, they, they do it a, a couple different ways, but when they get uh, testimonials from customers, you know, those are actually in a lead gen book, and they send those to their customers before they become their customers. You know, right. here, um, here is what people are saying about gardeners. Here is what people are saying about Doug's store in Raleigh. Am I putting you back in retail too soon?
1: No, no. It's <laughs> never too soon to put me back in retail.
0: My first love. Um, no, I think that really expl- explains what a lead gen is. And not only did you do that, you helped them create it. So now are they regulated to using a lead gen piece just on Facebook, Doug, or could it be used in other places?
1: You know, I think it can be used wherever your customers are. Um, you know, okay, so I'll give you an example in in my personal business. So one of the things I do is I ride around all over the country and I do sales trainings, um, typically around product protection for Mega Group. Sure, and so. What I used to do is before I would start a training, this was back like in my Tempur-Pedic days, I, would, I had a newsletter and I've done this ever since I, I started, um, since, I've closed, since I closed my retail store and I went on the wholesale side. So I'd start my sales training by saying, hey guys, listen, um, before we get started, I have a uh, newsletter that I send out a sales tip every week, here's the day it comes out it's, it's not to sell you anything. It's just to provide extra information, add some value, and help you out. And I'll say that at the very beginning. What I found was almost no one ever gave me their email address. I'd pass around a paper. Nobody would ever give it to me. So I was asking them. It was, you know, the the Gary V. I, was, I wasn't jabbing. I was only throwing right hooks, right? Give me right. your email address. These guys don't even know me. They just know that I'm there, and they had to come to work early, right? And... They like me because I brought donuts or they hate me because I didn't, right? That's it. That's all right. they know. And then after not having much success, I started sort of forgetting about it. And then at the very end after my training, I'd say, oh, yeah, guys, by the way, I forgot to tell you. I forgot about this. I've got this uh, email that I send out every week that just sends out things that are similar to what you heard today. If you'd like to get that, then just just write your give me your card or write your email address on a scrap piece of paper and bring it to me. I went from almost never getting an email from people I train to almost having a hundred percent conversion. And here's what I got out of that: not that, not that I've like figured it out, but when I asked for things, when I asked for them to take action, was after I provided them with value. And so after I gave them a valuable training where they learned something and felt like they could take whatever I gave them and use it for their benefit and for them to make more money or for them to provide for their family or for them to secure their position at their job or whatever the reason was then they wanted to have a relationship with me right then they wanted me to have and they would come to me instead of me having to go to them and i think a lot of that sort of sort of rolls over into lead gen for your business and that if you if you provide them with something valuable say hey here's here's a resource for you Um, This has nothing to do with whether you buy from me or not. Obviously, we would like you to, but this is valuable for you, and this will help you make your decision because I believe that human beings should be treated as though they're smart enough to make an educated decision.
0: (laughs) Absolutely.
1: (laughs) And we should should take the position of let's help them make the best educated decision they possibly can. And so I believe if we're giving them things like, um, like the que- the questions that the a- our average customer asks or the, the the top 10 questions that we hear from our customers answered or um, a buying checklist or a book or an ebook or a guide or something around that that gives them value first I think that is when they start reading the emails that we actually send about our promotions they start interacting with us earlier instead of doing the Heisman move and saying I'm just looking when they come in the door there's already <laughs> a level of, of trust built right for free um right or you can just give all your your stuff away and erode your margins to the point you're going to go out of business sooner than later um but that's not a sustainable business model your customers will love you uh but they will only love you until you can't do it anymore <laughs> right so it's not real value
0: and they especially won't love you when they're the one in a hundred customers that need service, and you're out of business, and, and you can't help them, so, right? You know that whole model. We know it doesn't work. We know it's not sustainable. So right. what we're really talking about is a different model that's much more sustainable. So I just want to. I'm, I'm just going to share something that I recently did. So I just recently, and you guys, for those of you who don't know me. I am a wholesale mattress and furniture rep and so my lead gen piece is the nine biggest mistakes furniture and mattress stores make and how to avoid them and so one of the things that you re- really need to do when you create a lead gen piece is over deliver on what so you expect to get nine little nuggets right and when you get my free ebook you don't get nine little nuggets. You get an eight or a nine page ebook, and there's like fifty or sixty things in there. Yeah. So I am way over delivering on that. And I would encourage you to way over deliver on yours so that they go, My lord, this gentleman really knows his stuff, or this store really knows their stuff. They're really gave me something that is incredible. And they really gave me more than I thought I was getting. And I think that's the whole key to effectively gen and list building. Any final thoughts before we wrap this up? I see you making notes and whenever I see you doing that, my friend, I
1: know that you've got something on your mind. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Actually, while you were saying that, it made me think about two things. The first thing was that, um, just to remember that, that blog posts create value and that is a reason for your customers to interact with you and trust you more. It's less of a reason for them to give you their information, but that doesn't mean that they're not gonna be your customer. So if, if you're not gonna have some sort of a lead gen piece, you need to have something in store that helps you take that, and grab that information. Whether that's you know, every six months or every eight months or whatever, we're gonna send you an email to remind you to turn your mattress. Right, so many times it's just about asking with authority so, what's your name? What's your telephone number? What's your email address? Is that easy? And when they say, "Why do you need it?" Well, we do this. Have this really great service. Here's one of the things we do um, because we want to make sure you you enjoy this new mattress as long as humanly possible. Um, also, I mean, you could send one about washing their mattress protector um, because even though people own mattress protectors, and we know that they should wash them with their sheets, right? They don't, and so and without sending- bleach. And without bleach, and you could also send them a post-delivery um, checklist. Right, here's here's how to care for your furniture. That's one thing um, I, I really liked. Um, one of the things that Bassett Furniture did for their, or I think still do for their customers, and they send out a video about how to turn and fluff your cushions and pillows. Awesome. And they send it out. At at some point, I I can't remember how long it is, but let's just for sake of argument say they send it out three months after delivery for the first time that it needs to happen. And they show the customer how in a video form. And I think that's one of the ways that you create a tremendous amount of trust with your customer for next purchase. Um, The other thing that I had, Pete, was that um, it doesn't necessarily have to be about your product. If you're in a market where health and fitness is really important, then write about health and fitness and then tie it into how it relates to sleep, right? But but talk about health and fitness more, <laughs> because people are looking for things that are going to help them. And if you're the authority in that area, then they're going to come to you when then they when they need to buy something that you sell.
0: I hate to keep rel- relating things back to mattresses, but it's ninety percent of what I do, um, hmm. and so it always tends to come back, but it could be used equally for furniture. Uh, one of the things that just hit me is, you know, when we talk about health and we talk about fitness, every guru, every expert, they talk about the three legged, you know, stool, they talk about nutrition. Um, they talk about exercise and they talk about sleep. And, and, and so, you know, you could actually do some lead gen things on you know how to get a good night's sleep. Forget about how to shop for a mattress. How to get a good night's sleep. If somebody's really early in their buy-in cycle, and we know it's a very long, protracted buying cycle where they come in and they go out, and they come in and they go out, and finally they break down and get it. Um, if you just had something about how to get a good night's sleep, that could right. be very valuable. Um, I know some, some salespeople um, in some stores, both furniture and mattress stores, that will find um, magazine articles um, or even online articles and print them and hand them out to the customer, just as a way to you know provide some extra value. So right. whatever you can do to provide value for your customer and capture their email. Um, years and years ago, it, it's a little bit different, but you know, the first lead gen piece that I was exposed to was at Kronheim's Furniture. We gave a free trip to the Caribbean every six months. It was a five store chain, and it was a three or four day getaway. You know, um, kind of a cruise with airline, and you know, um, and and basically, you know, back then in those days, we didn't even have emails and uh, we just wanted their name, their address, and their phone number. But today, you would do the same thing, but the email
1: would be probably the very first thing you'd ask for. Right. Uh, And and also, one last thing, Pete, if you look at the click-through on social media versus email, it's not even close. It is not even close. You, you, You tweet an article and watch the click rate no matter what your following is, and and some really some really um, smart. I mean, this is something Gary V talks about. This is something that that I've heard you know John Maxwell talk about and Seth Godin and some of some of the biggest names in our country in the world, to to, to for that matter. And if you look at the click click through rate, which is when you post something, how many people click it? Um, at, because posting it makes no difference. People seeing it makes no difference. What matters is who clicks it. <laughs> That's all that matters. And if you look at that versus the click-through rate on emails that you send, it's not even close. It is not. People will interact with you more from an email you send, and that's just the way that, that, that it works. And that's true with the things that I send out. I mean, I look at the difference between what I send out in email and what I send out on social media, and oftentimes the same thing. It's a huge difference in people and the way that they interact via email, especially if you have their trust first.
0: That's awesome. That's a great point. I'm I'm glad you made that point. Um, So it's really, really important to create a list. Um, I hope we defined how to use a lead gen magnet and gave you a few ideas on how to create one. If you want more information on this, I would suggest you reach out to uh, my partner here. Doug, how do they get a hold of you?
1: Um, Best place is furnishingresults.com. One word
0: furnishingresults.com be there be square this is pete and doug signing out thanks pete thank you thank you for listening to the no bs sales marketing and more podcasts for furniture and mattress stores we love reviews at our podcast. they help us get found please review us at itunes or stitcher and while you're there please subscribe this podcast was brought to you by primo furniture sales For more tips on selling furniture and mattresses, go to PetePrimo.com. Till we meet again, sell a million. Thank you.